When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Causeway Street Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Pavone. Joel Pavone. Mr. Sean Dutra. Hey, this is Leon Poe, man. You listen to Causeway Street Podcast. What's up, y'all? This is Kenny Anderson. Hi, this is Tyler Zeller from the Boston Celtics. And y'all listen to the Causeway Street Podcast. All you new listeners out there. I'm your host, Joseph Pavone. I'm joined as usual by my two co-hosts. I'm Sean Dutra. What's up? Sound yeah, like talk about walks yourself. on the beach. There you go. Joel Pavone. What up? I'm a Pisces. <laughs> the most romantic. He leads off with that. The most romantic sign in all of Zodiac. Oh. You couldn't tell by my voice already. Oh. Sexy. But I'm the producer of this ensemble that we call Causeway Street. In case you missed it. You're listening to Causeway Street. Enjoy the show, man. It's always good. Team ambassador, Boston Celtics, Leon Poe, baby, holla. Where are we going? You guys are such homers. It's your boy Terry Rozier. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. Now listen to my boys Joe, Sway, Joel, and Sean. We've only just with another episode of the Causeway Street Podcast, where the Celtics are just three games into the regular season, 2-1 record, so they still have a shot at winning uh, 80 games, I guess, because now that they've lost one... Uh, 81 games. Well, uh, well, they'll probably lose another one. Right? Nah, they'll probably lose we, another one. They're, they're, they're going to go 80-2 and, 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 and shock the world, but no, in all, in all seriousness, though, this Celtics team in my opinion, is going to struggle a bit out of the gate before they really get going because they, they got a lot of good teams that they're going to face in this, in this next uh, couple, what, two, three weeks, I would say? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I think I would say watching the first three games, you're not overly impressed with what you're seeing so far. Right. But you can see what they're trying to do. There's, right. They're not all clicking yet, which is understandable, especially without Horford being inserted into the starting lineup, you know, trying to work through all that. Right. But, yeah, I mean, my, my biggest problem so far has been the defensive effort in some of these games, especially that Nets game. That was brutal. Oof. Yeah, we'll break that down. <laughs> we'll break that down. We'll also talk about um, Al Horford and how he's been playing these first couple of games, yep. first and, three games. Yeah. And uh, rookie Jalen Brown, his impact off the bench and uh, how he's been a vital part of this rotation early on. We'll talk about how, uh, how we – think he's going to do in these next couple of months because I think it's going to be a learning curve for this guy, for this young rookie, uh, Jalen Brown, who just turned 20 years you old. don't say. But Saturday night, the Celtics certainly, it was easily their, their most impressive outing. You had Avery Bradley that went nuts in the fourth quarter, pretty much Bonkers. gave the Celtics a double-digit lead, and they never looked back. Uh, Isaiah Thomas did what Isaiah Thomas usually does. He scored 20-plus points. But 
One of the uh, concerns going into this first couple of weeks is, of course, the bench. I mean, they still don't have Kelly Olenek. They still don't have Marcus Smart. So you're seeing uh, Brad Stevens go into a, a 10, 11-man rotation yeah, right now, trying yeah. to figure out this uh, rotation, trying to figure out who fits when certain guys should come off the bench. You got Gerald Green chipping in. You got Terry Rozier getting the bulk of the minutes. He's, he's clocked in, what, about over 20 minutes in all three of these games. Uh, Jalen Brown also clocked in nearly 20 minutes in the uh, first few games. And he had a huge, huge mistake against the Bulls. I'm not going to say that that's the reason why they lost that game because the biggest reason I think they lost that game is rebounding. I mean, it's, it's clear and simple. We'll yeah. also talk about that. So, so I mean, what, it, what do you think – watching the first three games, right, it's, it's tough to tell what's going on. What is the biggest weakness on this team? Rebounding. Rebounding? Yeah. Bench. I mean – if you look because at, they've solved the three-point shooting well, thing, it seems like, right? Well, if you look at the— For the first three games, it seems. Yeah, for the first three games. But if you look at the Hornets game in particular, I mean, yeah, on paper, it doesn't look like the rebounding was such a, a big issue. They, they led the rebounding thing, but right. the Hornets suck at rebounding probably worse exactly, than us. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And you know what? Another team that's not that great at rebounding? The Bulls. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I, but they, they killed us on the board. That's what I'm I saying. They yeah, that's killed my point. us on the board. The Bulls aren't a great rebounding team, but they killed the Celtics on the boards. It was the second chance opportunities that they got. Yeah. And and you're right. The Bulls are not meant to be a great rebounding team, but nor are they supposed to be a, a great shooting team. But they, that, they shot over fifty yeah, percent for that. For whatever reason, maybe because it was their season opener, they went off from the three. They out re- out rebounded the Celtics by almost double the yes. amount of rebounds. That yeah, the, yep. that the it Celtics was ridiculous. Got. The offensive rebounds they had in that game, I think it was yeah. like eighteen to 18. three in offensive rebounds. No, no, yeah, no, they out rebounded by eighteen rebounds, and they. And off those rebounds, they scored 18 points. Right. Versus three points of second chance opportunities for the Celtics. Yeah. Ridiculous. So, insane. You can't win games like that, especially no. against a good a good opponent. And, Not on national TV, you can't. And and so this is this is the thing, is is I've been I've been looking at a lot of people reacting to the start of the NBA season, and a lot of people are thinking that the Celtics are, are, are were overrated in the preseason. A lot. Right. I, I've seen a lot of that analysis saying like these t- this team has flaws, which I don't think the the which doesn't doesn't make a lot of sense to me because there's no true superstar on this team, right? Well, I think it's just people are kind of already jumping off the bridge. Right. Which is weird though. For but, no reason really. The, the thing is like there's no superstar that's just gonna take over a game like a Russell Westbrook or and have the big like eye popping the reason why this team's so good is because it's actually a team. Like Yeah. I mean they they didn't get killed by the Bulls. That game was winnable. That game was winnable until Jalen Brown friggin' travels the ball, man. Yeah, but you can't put this on Jalen Brown. It's on Jalen Brown. The biggest flaw Brad, who, of that who, game. Who, who put him in the game? Brad Stevens did. Brad Stevens took a risk with him. No, the biggest who flaw. Who drafted him? Danny Ainge. Then we can blame well, Danny Ainge. The biggest flaw of that game was rebounding to, to begin with. Rebounding and, and slow start, man. Well, we the slow start also. But my what stuck out to me the most was at the end of the fourth quarter where the play calling wasn't up to par where it was supposed to be. Now you calling there was out Brad? One, I'm calling out Brad a little bit. Just a little bit. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to put it on Brad for the rebounding, but for— Did you just say Brad Stevens sucks as a coach? <laughs> I didn't say that, C-Y-H. <laughs> Joe Pavone. No, no, I just think he— Breaking uh, news. Breaking news. Joe think Pavone thinks Brad Stevens sucks. He could have done, done a better <laughs> job. At calling plays at the end, at the end of that fourth quarter. Now, there's one play that I love that he called was fresh out of a timeout. You set up Al Horford to go one on one and go straight to the rack. Yeah, he does that. Gets to the free throw line. You know that. Why can't you do that more often? This is a guy you're paying damn near thirty million dollars a year, and I'm not saying that Al Horford is a guy who's going to 
go off and and carry this team in the, at the end of the fourth quarter and be the go-to guy to to bring you wins. But if you have someone like that, use him. Well, I don't want to see him shooting threes in the corner yeah, when I feel like you're with right. 50 seconds left to go. I yeah. feel like the first three games, maybe not so much against the Hornets, but especially the against the Nets and the Bulls, maybe because he's doing everything else. I don't feel like he's he wasn't that much involved in the offense. Like, get him his touches. Exactly. You know what I mean? Cause I agree. He'll create things, whether he's actually scoring the buckets or, you know, making the assist or whatever, whatever the case may be. He, you know, you, you have, like you said, you have to utilize him to his, like, full potential. Right. You, like you said, you're paying him damn near $30 million a year. Use him. And I understand he's going to do things that are not going to show up on his, on his stat sheet. Of course. I understand yeah, that. He's going to make picks. He's going to uh, you know fight for rebounds. He stuffs the stat sheet. Okay? Does, yeah. So if we're talking about he's not doing enough, yeah. and, and if someone were to say he's not doing enough, I'm going to strongly disagree. Right, you're not paying attention. Right, paying attention. attention because he's doing assists. He's doing rebounding. He's doing a little Blocks. bit of everything. My issue with uh, Al Horford early on is something that's, that's out of his hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Brad Stevens we're talking yeah. about. I'm talking about set the guy up. Yeah. Well, to piggyback on your on your point with Brad Stevens, what about against the Nets when uh, in the beginning of the fourth, well, halfway through the fourth quarter, he decided to take his starters out. And he's like, all right, I guess they're done for the evening. Right. And he took too long to put him back in. Yeah. See, I think Brad Stevens overlooked the fact that this is a well, this was a Brooklyn team, a Brooklyn Nets team that had faced the Celtics what three times before that game. Yeah. So they sort of were. Yeah, they got nothing to lose. Not only that, but they were getting used to Terry Rozier yeah. and, and Jarebko. That that entire bench lineup. Yeah. Those were guys that they were seeing for the majority of those preseason games. No, so right. I feel like when they when he did that, it was sort of like a slap in the face. Then that's like, oh, okay, you guys think that, you know, you guys think that this game is already over. We're lighting the, the fourth cigar, qu- right? The fourth yeah. quarter just started. You have your entire starting five on the bench already. Yeah. Like, no, we're gonna play for pride here. We're gonna mm. fight back here. This this game matters. Well, this, it matters to Brooklyn. Counts. It matters to Brooklyn because. I mean, they, they're not going to tank this year. They need to win these games. They're yeah. shooting yeah. for that eighth spot. Like, and it's, it's, weird, it's weird to say. And it's against the Celtics, too. You yeah, no, it's they, weird they to wanna, say. They want to win that yeah, game. They're, they're going to they're gonna play their hardest against the Celtics mm-hmm. because of, like, all that's happened in the last few years. Right. It's, exactly. like a, it's like a joke. They're like a joke when it comes to playing against the Celtics. Absolutely. Like the that, we, that Boston owns Brooklyn. You the got, reason you we got suck fans. is because of Boston. Exactly. <laughs> and you got fans like, in the garden chanting. Uh, and they're not as bad as last year, to be honest. You got fans in the – still suck. Jalen Brown made a big play, and you have fans in the, in, in the crowd uh, chanting uh, Brooklyn's pick, Brooklyn's pick, <laughs> yeah. Brooklyn's pick. I mean, come on. Yeah. That's got to get under your skin a bit. Of course. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I think the, the, top, the biggest reason why I was – why, why, playing in the garden was under their skin so much was the fact that all five starters were on the bench at the start of the fourth quarter. It's like, you guys not even going to just leave Isaiah in, mm. not going to leave Avery Bradley in. No, you're going to go full five, you know, five bench guys against us. I don't know. I, I just think some of the things that Stevens is doing right now, uh, I think I'm not, in the fourth quarter, I'm not saying it's his fault that they're losing these games or, think- or that they almost lost that Brooklyn game. But I just think that he's overlooking the fact that, you know, come on, this is the, it's the regular season, but I think this, I think it would have been I think it would have been okay if like the bench was at full power or full like capacity. Yeah. If you got Smart and Olenek out yeah, there, yeah, Smart and Olenek out there, fine. If you you know honestly trust your bench as much as it looked like he trusted his bench in that first game, then okay, that's fine. But you know they haven't really shown a lot for. I mean, at least at least from the viewer's perspective, that the bench is capable of holding a 20-point lead mm-hmm. with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. Right. Well, also, too, I think at the beginning of the year, and this has been true every single season that Brad Stevens has been the coach, he does tinker with his lineups and tinker with his strategies right. to see how am I going to get the best out of these players. Mm-hmm. Usually around, like, game six, seven, eight, 
you have that you know who's going to be the um, like, well, a couple years ago was a starting five. Like, well, who's going to be a starter? Well, last season who's going to be your bench player? It wasn't until like game twenty. Yeah, you know, last remember year. Isaiah last was still year. coming a, off the bench for the bit, first couple of weeks. It was a bit of, of, a, of a, it was a bit delayed until Marcus Smart went down. Isaiah wasn't starting to the starting lineup. And he never went back to the bench. And David Lee and David Lee was right. in the starting lineup. And then you right. started. Sully was coming off the bench. Sully was coming off the bench. That's the thing is, I I really feel like Brad Stevens does things at the beginning of the season where he wants to see how players are going to perform. Like, okay, we have a 20-point lead against the Nets. Second unit, we need you to come through and hold this lead. Can you do it? Yeah. They can't. So, Well, this year, he can't afford to wait 20 games. Right. It's mm-hmm. got to be, it's be tweaked. Yeah, the stakes are high. As soon as possible. Yeah, because the, stakes of, are, the stakes are high. Exactly. Right. Because, of, because even though they say that they don't have any expectations set, they do in their mind, but they're not talking about it. Right. So, it's... This schedule doesn't help either. Yeah. Well, well this isn't a rebuild well, team, right? Yeah. I mean, last year, at this time of the season, last year, we were still talking about this is a rebuilding rebuild. team. Exactly. Yeah. This exactly. year is That not, conversation is, we're not, not having that conversation no, anymore. No. And um, how are they going to start the Celtics with a back-to-back? A back-to-back home, home away. and away, yeah. back-to-back to start the year? That's, I mean, it's, whatever. It's not an excuse to lose to the Bulls, but damn, that's that's a tough spot to start it, the year out. It doesn't get any easier either. And right. it, was, it was game one for the Bulls. They were Fresh off Way of the back. preseason. Yeah, yeah, they hadn't played it. a game in, what, over a week. That's they were ready to go. They were ready to roll. They were fresh. Dwayne Wade, obviously, Chicago Chicago native. Uh, what, did, what did he have? Four three-pointers? Yep. He had seven three-pointers the, the entire season last year. Yeah. And he in the, in the opening night, he drops four. Butler was cranking out threes, too. Yeah. So They both finished like four for six. But you, you know who was cranking out threes on Saturday night? Our best shooter. A.B. Avery Bradley. A.B. Killing it. Stepping up. 31 points and eight three-pointers? Eight three-pointers. Eight three-pointers? AB can do that in any given night. Yeah. Any given night. And he can, if he speaking can of the Chicago game, though. no, he can be consistent, but this is this goes back to my point. Why isn't Brad Stevens setting those kind of plays up, you know? Instead of doing the uh, Isaiah ISO or the pick and roll with Isaiah, well, how about Isaiah's we set up? Isaiah's money, too, though. Like, right. No, I understand no, that, that. but You're right. You're right. But at the same at the same time, Isaiah, and, and, and you brought this point up, um, we were talking about Isaiah being a better playmaker this season and trusting his teammates. We brought that up last yeah, he's episode. Averaging seven assists a game. You know, you're right, but he has to trust more in Av Bradley. I don't. I don't feel like, in my opinion, I don't feel like he he sets up Av Bradley as much as he should. And maybe it goes I back to Brad Stevens' vibe. Yeah, I don't get that vibe, man. I mean, obviously, if you're looking at the number two offensive option on this team, Av Bradley. Right, yeah. I mean, everybody's averaging twenty-one points a game right now. I, I, if if Avery Bradley can average twenty, if Avery Bradley can average eighteen to twenty points a game this year, that's a huge win because that's a huge step forward in his offensive game. Should 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 he be? I, I think Brad Stevens will draw up a lot more plays for him. I think it's easy to draw up a lot of plays for him because he's so good off that catch, dribble, shoot. Like take that one step. Pull up, pop it, but and, he, and he's taking it to the hole too. He's scoring in a, yes. in a, in a different, I in think a lot of different ways. Something, something changed with Avery Bradley last year. I think like he, he really, it was the injury. It, the injury, I think like, it was the injury, and he just he he uh, something happened over the summer that Avery Bradley is the most confident player I've, I've ever seen. Well, you know be. what else he's doing too? He's rebounding like crazy. Yes, yeah, he's rebounding like crazy. He he looked at himself like, what do I need to improve on? I think he's looking at, and this is, I, I literally think he's looking at Russell Westbrook's game, okay, and sort of saying, "How can I? How can I do that?" You know mm. what I mean? Because they're similar body types, yeah, similar athletic ability, but 
Obviously, Russell Westbrook's a little more of an explosive player. But the thing, the thing with Avery, though, everyone looks at Avery that, that's not in the Boston media, right? right. From, the, from like, you know, ESPN and national media. They always look at him as like, oh, he's a crazy on-ball defender. Right. And that's it. They don't really talk about his offensive capabilities. His on-ball defending has been... Right. And I think, I, think, I think he knows that. And he's All like, right you know what? Year, but... No, but, I, but I'm saying in terms of what, what type of player Avery Bradley wants to become, yeah. at least this season, yep. he's like, no, look at me as someone that can do it on both ends of the floor. I used to be only a crazy exactly. on-ball defender. Yeah. He has worked, yeah. and this is what? I'm a shooter now. Yep. I'm going to be a better rebounder this year. And you don't think he's looking at and all these And he's passing. Con- he's passing, You too. don't think he's looking at all these contracts, though, right now? Oh, yeah. And saying, I'm making $8 million a year. My contract's up after next season. I think, I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna be a 20 point scorer and make yeah. make make the max. I think he wants I think he wants to be known as like a, an all around great player. Yeah, and and you know he keeps doing he keeps playing the way he's playing. You know he could be knocking on like you like you you, you mentioned in your prediction could be knocking on door at that All Star game. Seriously, right now I think uh, you know he's obviously the Isaiah Thomas has been the best player on the Celtics so far. But I look I look at the Celtics as like their little mini big three: Isaiah Thomas. Avery Bradley, Al Horford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, uh, and I think Avery Bradley has to pick up a lot of slack too, since Marcus Smart is out too. He's got to do. He's got to play more minutes. He's got to. He's got to be able to to rebound the ball better. Be able to run the offense. Remember, Avery Bradley couldn't run the offense when he was. He hated dribbling. He hated dribbling. He hated it. Now That's he, how the find out he wasn't a point. Yeah, guard. they yeah. tried to make him in the point guard. Yep. And a lot that, more confident. Now. He's a lot more confident. He's a, he's a lot more confident in his dribbling and, and taking it to the hole. He's always been a slasher, yeah. But for some reason, he was like, "I need to develop my shooting," and so then he only focused on that. Right? Yeah. I well, think last year he combined both of them. I did one year of great slashing, one year of great shooting. Now I'm going to do both. Yeah, I'm. Co- I'm convinced this is going to be the the explosion onto the scene for Avery Bradley. No, I, it has I agree. to be. I, I think it's imperative for him to be a 15, 16 point score, but like on a consistent level. No, I think I think he's going to be a 20 point score. I think I think he's going to make that leap, like the mm. big leap, like to be like. You know, a top twenty-five player in the NBA. Right. Like I, I think that's where he's going to go. Well, we always talk about the best backcourts in the NBA. Of course, we talk about Golden State Warriors. We talk about the uh, the um, Toronto Raptors. Toronto Raptors, the Portland Trailblazers, the Washington Wizards. When I look at Isaiah, <laughs> the Wizards. When, when <laughs> right. Bill's healthy, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but when we talk about um, Isaiah and what he's able to do, I see a lot. I see a lot of within. When you look at Isaiah and Bradley, I see a lot similar. Um, dynamic than you see in Portland. Like mm-hmm. we, we look at someone like like Damian Lillard and and, McCull- and McCullum and how much points they're able to score as a, as a you know as a duo in the backcourt. Why can't those two be the same? On well, the same if level? they can put up fifty points a night between Avery Bradley and and but they just proved they just proved Saturday night that they can. That's, that's my that's point. That's what I mean. If they can right. do that consistently, consistently, because no one no one talks gotta, about them. Gotta, 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 gotta turn 50, some heads. Forty five to 50, 50 points a night from your backcourt from your starting backcourt. And then you still got Jay Crowder, who's throwing in. Po- I mean, Jay, Jay Crowder has sneakily had a great start to the season too, because yeah. he's been the third best player on the floor. He's been, but, o- he was okay in this Charlotte game, though. Right. Go ahead. <laughs> I watched the game and I saw, I saw him. Uh, I, you know, he he was picking his spots, right? But I mean, obviously, what is he going to do? Take away from Avery Bradley? He's going to take shots away from Bradley? No, no, when he's no. Falling? But yeah, but he he was. He was off, but I'm just saying that uh, against the uh, against the Nets, he had a great great game. The Bulls, he was probably one of our best players on the floor, especially with his intensity and things like that. Too. He, got, he got into foul trouble. I think that messed him up a little bit offensively, but yeah. But I will say this: all those, if we had 
some BS calls too it, in that game. I couldn't even watch that game. That game. That it game was so slow. It was the it was, slowest game it's, ever. It's, it started at eight, and I felt like I was watching it, and it was like two o'clock in the it, morning. It, it I'm like, a, yo, just end the game, bro. It's like ten minutes to eleven. It was so bad. Yeah, but um, Jay Crowder has eliminated all those questions about the injury. Remember in the playoffs last year, he came back a little too fast from that injury, and he couldn't do jack. Well, he admitted it afterwards that he was. He couldn't do jack. He is back. He's healthy. Yeah. He's looking great. That three-headed monster of Thomas, um, Thomas, Bradley, and Horford, but then you got Crowder. Yeah, this like, is turning into, like, legitimately, they're a true defensive center away from having one of the best starting lineups in the league. Obviously, you're not going to touch Golden State, but all or San Antonio. San Antonio has some holes in their starting lineup too, though. I mean, well, it remains to be seen now how how much. Uh, they're going to be different without Tim Duncan. Right. It's been a few games, but, you know, we'll they see. look They look fine. Though. It's a small, Kawhi it's a, it's a small a lot. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I'm talking about, like, this is going – if they could get – and I, I'm, I'm, I'm making this a little bit of a stretch, but if they could get a Ben Wallace, if you can get a Ben Wallace that's just a defensive stud that's going to hold down the center, you could do what the, what the 2003 uh, Pistons did. What, 2004? 2004 Pistons mm. did. Just have a well-rounded lineup. Some scores, some defenders. You got Al Horford now. I don't know. There, well, there's... some nights, some nights, Amir Johnson provides that for you, and yeah, some but nights he's he not, doesn't. He's not. You need you need an yeah. all defensive center yeah. that you should go out and try to get at the trade deadline. Nerlens Noel. Yeah, that that dude that dude popped up my mind as well. Yeah, I mean it, it could be. It he's could, obtainable. It, it could be. It could be him. But hey, that was you, my bold prediction. If you legitimately could could have the scoring in the backcourt consistently, you have Jay Crowder. I mean, everyone's defensive-minded. You get a person on the bench that's actually going to come off the bench and score, whether it's Marcus Smart or Kelly Olynyk. I'm just saying, this team this team is built up right now to have one of the best starting fives in the NBA and could make could make a lot of noise. Like, I mean a lot of noise if they make the correct adjustments. Well, last season without Al Horford, they were, you know, one of the league's best offensively, like top five in, in scoring. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know why people are so down on him. Like, you know what type of team this is. Yeah, You know they're going to grind out these games. Well, before Marcus Smart and Kelly Olenek come back, one thing I would love to see Brad Stevens do in terms of with his rotations, I want to see one of those three guys on the floor at every minute of the game, whether it's Isaiah Thomas, yep. Avery Bradley, or Al Horford. Well, you know who, who we didn't mention? Who's been slowly, well, quietly having a good season so far? Tyler Zeller. Off the bench, yeah, he's been he's been productive. Like he he's used been, Tyler he's Zeller been instant offense in the, off in the, the Bulls game, off the bench in the Bulls game. No, listen, no, listen to me. In the Bulls game, Tyler Zeller, he right. had he had a great night against the Bulls, and sure. and mm-hmm. th- he he didn't use Johnson as much in that game for whatever reason. Johnson Johnson, Johnson wasn't got like, in, was, got, was Johnson out, got was into not, foul trouble, but he was like he didn't have no rhythm. But on also, both ends. yeah, I mean Tyler Zeller's Tyler Zeller's. I'm talking look, about on both ends of the floor. Tyler Zeller did his thing on, against the Bulls. Zeller has those nights. You cannot put any. Game in, game out responsibility on Tyler Zeller, though. No, no, in I my opinion. That, but because of Olenek, because Olenek he, is out, you know he can come in and, and and light it up and get like he he runs the floor great, so he can he can get you know fifteen points in a game. And you're like, yo, there's always a Tyler Zeller game every season, right? Yeah. Every season has been about one to two Tyler Zeller games every year. Well, against like, the Bulls, it was six points, five rebounds, and two blocks, which is that's rare, the, that's rare out of Tyler. He took Zeller a couple of blocks. charges too in that game, yeah. and he played. 20, I'm not saying 20 he minutes. played bad. I'm just saying, we don't even talk about Tyler Zeller when we're talking about you know 
the core that of this quad. So, I mean, we're we're about... The core of this quad. I know, but we were, we were talking about the bench, and I just I figured I throw I throw him. You know, yeah, you get, kudos. Threw him a bone. Thanks. Throw <laughs> a little bone. I love the fact that Sean like hates our bench. <laughs> Not a Gerald Green fan. I, not a fan of Tyler Zeller. Not a, not a Brown fan, fan of Tyler Brown fan. So it's like I do love Marcus Smart though, but he's not playing right and now. And I also <laughs> hate Kelly. I don't hate Kelly Linick. I'm not the biggest fan of Kelly Linick. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'll agree with you on that. But like everyone else, it's like what 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 can Brad Stevens do? Well, well I play. like Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier. Uh, Terry Rozier has played really right, well in so, the first couple of games. So you you like Terry Rozier? That's it. And that's it. That's and Marcus it. Smart. But he's not playing right now. He's coming back next game, probably. <laughs> I'm just saying, no, though. Like, so. right now. I don't, think we, I don't think we're going to see Marcus for at least another couple of weeks. What? But let's break. He's slated to miss two weeks. This hasn't even been a week yet. Uh, he's going to come back next game. And when they say we, two weeks, it's never two weeks. It's always yeah, three yeah. or four. So we're not, so we're not, not playing until Wednesday. Wednesday. So. He's got plenty of rest, man. I don't think you're going to see him for at least another week. All right, I'm going to tell you that you're fucking wrong. <laughs> with his with this history, <laughs> you really think they're gonna rush him back to play game? What is it four? Yo, of regular okay, season? okay. Wait a second though. Wait a second though. I think you the plug, would be better off not bringing him back. You to plug get this Marcus, team to get to, to strengthen this bench in the meantime. Yeah, I agree. Okay, but you don't want to lose to the Bulls again, do you? And who no. is a great but defender? You can beat the Bulls without Marcus Smart. They they almost did it. That was pulled it off. We didn't, though. I know. I <laughs> if you had that. Marcus Smart in that game. You don't want to rush highly, Marcus Smart back just to go play I, against the Bulls. I highly doubt that Dwayne Wade is going to go off from the behind the arc like he I'm did. Just, I'm just saying. Game. I'm just saying. You have another defensive guard. You have another defensive guard. He could guard Rondo. He could guard Wade. He could guard Jimmy Butler. He can guard any of their three best players. Okay, but it's no guarantee he's playing, though. You're, you're like, I'm you're just like, saying. Okay, all right. You, you, if he's ready to play, I think you play him. You I, don't hold him out to say, I, think the I want to see all the bench is going to do because we no, got to no, see what's no, going to happen no, without no, Marcus no. Smart. The Celtics no. are going into this game assuming that he's not going to play. They need to win the, the game on Wednesday. I understand this that. This is a revenge game. This is that. a big game at the beginning uh, of the year I understand, but to show what they're actually made of. Okay, but if Marcus Smart's ankle is not ready. You don't play him, obviously. Okay, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying rush him back. I'm just saying yeah. don't. Kind of, kind of sound like you're wanting him to come back like I think tomorrow. I think he's going to be back. Okay. I mean, spray an ankle, spray an ankle. You know one guy off the bench who I think is big for them on, on the defensive end? Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown is going to be one of those defensive guys that are going to go under the radar until, like, midseason, and you're going to start to realize, especially Sean, he's going to be the one. He's going to be the first one to say, I told oh, you guys, look at Jalen Brown making stops. <laughs> look at Jalen Brown <laughs> like hustling for loose balls. Oh, did you see Jalen Brown the other night when he freaking grabbed a huge rebound and, and put, put it back, put back the loud dunk on Todd Gibson? Well, he was part. He was part of that comeback, though, and and, and on Thursday night. I think this guy. I think, I think, I think that's so. why Bradley. I left think him his in there. defense is going to be what gets him minutes and what keeps him on the floor throughout the regular season. I and think I like. So this this is what I'm this is what I'm starting to decide. I think I like Jalen Brown as he strokes his beard. As <laughs> I am struggling with beard. I'm trying to figure out how to put this without sounding like an asshole. <laughs> I think I like Jalen Brown as. Uh, a certain parts of a basketball player. I, I I don't know. He as a basketball player, if he just came on the team like we sign him as a free agent for no money, you would have been happy. I would him. love Jalen Brown. I would love Jalen Brown. He's better than Gerald Green. I'll give him that. But damn, is that really saying a lot though? No, it's not. Gerald Green, yo, Gerald I'm not Green. Shitting, I'm not shitting on Gerald Green. Did you see that pull up three he did against the Bulls the other night? Just killed every friggin' minute. Molecule. What am I trying to say? Momentum. Mo- all of the momentum. Yeah. 
any semblance of momentum we had, see, that's what he Gerald, just jacked it. That's what Gerald like, does, though. And then, but, and, but if, no, he but makes no, it, if he makes it, if he makes it, you're going nuts, though. You're gonna, no, you're he's gonna a great three-point shooter. He just, he's just a three-point shooter that the Celtics needed. Right. I'm, I'm but if he makes it, you're gonna love it. Though. You're gonna love it. I'm a three-point shooter. I've shot three pointers in my life. Sean, the first half, you don't play professionally, so the Celtics couldn't sign you. Sean, the first half of the Brooklyn game, the game, the the season opener, free agent, baby. He looked like a legit. Score off the bench, a, a go-to guy who comes off the bench and just gives you instant offense. But then in the second half, energy he reverted to being the guy Gerald you Green. just described. Yep. One play that drove me nuts. The Celtics already lose; they're, they're, they're losing their lead. It's a huge possession. It was probably like on, I want to say about eight seconds into the into the uh, twenty-four second. I think it was Rozier who gave him the ball, top of the key, and he just jacks it up. And I'm like, oh. that's what I mean. That's uh, you, Gerald Green rebound I, the ball. I mean the uh, the Nets rebound the ball, hit a three on the other end. Three-point game. That's when all the stars came back in. Gerald Green is meant to be a bench player on a bad team. He's, uh, is that why, I don't, I don't is that why that. he was a six-man candidate in Phoenix? Is that yes. what you're saying? Yes. Yeah, but I, yeah, if I he's on a bad team and that he, team That team and that he almost like, made the playoffs. They but, were, they, they, but, but they're just like, yo, green light, whatever you want to do, Gerald. And he's like, was, But there was no but expectation like, out of that here, team. Here you can't do that. Like You can't kill momentum like that in a game on the road against uh, a team that's going to be in the playoffs. You can't do that. I'm glad you said that. Am I the only one that thinks that the Bulls no, will make the playoffs? Because people, no, I are, do, I do, I agree. I mean, people are really low on the Bulls. But I don't know really why. I don't know why they're too low on the Bulls. I mean, you got eight spots; they'll make it. I'm being called a, a, a Bulls believer when I'm just saying that they're going to make the playoffs. I'm not saying the Bulls yeah. going to make noise in the playoffs, but they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're a playoff team. They're a playoff team. Anyways, all right. So the Celtics going to take a two and one record into Wednesday night against the Bulls. But uh, let's take a look ahead. Let's see who else they're going to play after Chicago. Sean, who are they going to play? So. <laughs> Sean's away for this segment. <laughs> Sean can't wait. Yeah, let's look at the schedule. Later. Who we got, Dujan? All right, Kablam! So, <laughs> so, so, okay, the schedule's not looking like it's going to get any easier. Of course, you guys know. That's why I'm telling you. It's going to be a learning curve, man. Wednesday first night. Weeks. It's, not Wednesday, it's not favorable for the Celtics. Wednesday night. The teams that the Celtics are going to play. <laughs> Wednesday night, we got the Bulls at home, which is good. You get a little revenge game on the Bulls. Then you're going back-to-back, traveling to Cleveland. By the way, Thursday could if the Indians maybe win or something, like in Game Six. Thursday could possibly be the Indians parade as well. Mm. So you're going to be going into that city that Fuck. just won the World Series. Fuck Cleveland. Play LeBron James. Uh, that that's going to be a tough game on a, on the second night of a back to back. But there's only three games this week. There, might, there might not be no audience because <laughs> they're going to shut the streets down. Well, they, no, either that or they're going to be the most belligerent crowd the NBA has ever seen. They're just all going to be all like, hammered. They've been drinking since like 10 in the morning. File them into the stadium, man. So that, that could be a tough place to play that night. Uh, and there's, it's, there's a tough place to get to. Well, and and is the first shot we got at LeBron this year. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, that's, a, that's, that's probably the toughest game uh so obviously, so far this year, and then, those guys have been looking good too. Yeah, they look all right. Cleveland, yeah, they 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 got a couple good players. All right, then we got the Nuggets. Talk about a talk about a curveball. Talk oh. about a great team. Denver Nuggets <laughs> on Sunday. Is that a trap game? Do no, we consider that a trap game. No, they're gonna be they're gonna be amped up for that game. Um, but yeah, that's it. So then, uh, three games this week. Two two nights in a row, but you're only getting play, they're playing three games. You get a couple nights off before that back to back. Both but, games on national TV. Uh, yes, two back to backs in the first five games of the year. The schedule is not very easy for the Celtics so far. I think Ron is going to have easy. a good game. 
because he looked terrible last game. So I think he's going to bounce Rondo back. Rondo started in off Boston. nice last game. He did start off nice, especially because he hit a three in the first quarter. But and then he after stole that, the ball from Thomas away. right off the bat. Yeah, he did. He even had some words for Thomas. Well, Remember he, that they had a yeah. little, uh, little back and forth. Well, he sort of looked like he sort of looked like he was like, "Oh, I'm ready to play." Like, like I'm actually going to play defense today. And I was like, "Oh, is this the type of Rondo they're getting?" And then as the game wore off, he was just like, "Ah." I know that surprised me because it was national TV Rondo. It was the first game of the season, you know, for for the uh, for the Bulls, and it was the first time that he's gonna he's been playing with uh, he's, the first game he played with Dwayne Wade, who of course went off. So I thought that would rub off on him, but it didn't. Not in the second half, at least. So basically, fun we, fact, fun fact. What's Rondo, your fun fact? Rondo is nine for twelve from a three point land from three point territory at Boston, or just the Celtics? Yeah, the Celtics in general. Um, so are we saying that it should be two and one? Oh, this week? Yeah, well, I'll say two and one. Ideally, yeah. Then you're looking at so Cleveland. So, Cleveland. So you lose to Cleveland, Cleveland. you beat so, – Southern will beat uh, Denver and, and, and take care of business take care Wednesday of business. night. Yeah, Chicago. yeah, I mean, that'll, that'll be nice. All right, Joel, what do we miss? Let's get into our uh, last segment of the show where we take our trip around the NBA and uh, break it all down because it's the first week of the NBA. I'm sure there's plenty to talk about. Off the top of my head, I know there's two players that have been playing exceptionally well. And it's not named Jalen Brown. No, it's not. <laughs> but Joel, fill us in. in case Refresh you, my memory. In case you missed it, D. Wade. You remember uh, the last three-pointer he took against Avery Bradley on Thursday night? The dagger. The dagger. The game winner slash whatever. The cutthroat shot. Yeah. Well, the NBA fined Mr. Wade twenty-five grand for the uh, throat slash gesture. He wasn't surprised. He's like, yeah, he apologized before he got fined. But you know what's weird to me? When he did that, I, I, I never was like, oh, he's going to get fined. I just was like, oh, whatever. It's a great shot. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have a problem with it. I don't I know why. Hate, I, don't know why. I hate I don't think that, that should be a fine. not letting players celebrate. Like, as long as you're not, like, I get it. When Steph Curry's doing the big, like, ball dance, like, I get it. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's just inappropriate. Right. But like the NFL finding <laughs> the balls, yeah, man. the NFL finding people for shooting fake bow and arrows and shit, and then this was in the heat of the moment. He just it's yeah okay a throat slash whatever well, it's he it, didn't take but it a, wasn't like no no well I like, like I like the fact that Sean brings up the NFL because yeah. they they set the tone yeah right they banned that you can't you can't do that you can't make that gesture but in like, the NFL that's like a thing like Vince Carter did that after he won the slam dunk contest yeah he did you're right <laughs> he did that and he didn't get fined. <laughs> It was, but he like, shot it into the air, though. No, but he did a, he did that. Yeah. You know, oh, it's okay. over. It's done. Talk about the bow and arrow thing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's what triggered Kenny to go. It's over, right? It's over, ladies and gentlemen, because he did that gesture. Well, right. maybe because he had two hands instead of one. Yeah, so like so you can cut two throats at the same time instead of one. I don't know. It's not like he <laughs> one like, is too personal. It's not like no, he took a gun out and it was like, yeah, boom, you know, like, <laughs> like a fake gun. First, like he, first of all, he shot himself. <laughs> right. He's like, he's like, you guys can't see it. And I'm the Celtics. This is, you know, get the imagery I'm trying to do. No, he just did a. Like, I hate that. I hate that because it makes sports a little less fun. Like, why don't you want somebody to just be an asshole after yeah, they make a big yeah. shot? I'm an I asshole. I didn't, I didn't think it was a big deal. Me neither. Obviously. As, as, Even though it was against us the Celtics. I was covering the Celtics and it was against the Celtics. I was like, all right, great shot. But he got fined for it. I remember him apologizing afterwards. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Didn't think he was going to get fined, though. Yeah. So, uh, in case you missed it, Russell Westbrook. It's been a beast so far this yes, year. Yes, he has. That's a guy I had in my mind. On Friday night, he scored 51 points, grabbed 13 rebounds, and dished out 10 assists. That, my friends, is a triple-double. It's a nasty triple-double. But it's a first triple-double. Uh, first triple-double with 50 points since 1975. 
by Mr. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah, you don't see that from? often, man. What? what do you mean from? UCLA. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, oh okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to ask something else, but yes. Both good from point. UCLA. Good point. good point. So, yeah. So, in the 113-110 win over the, the Suns, uh, Russell Westbrook went off for OKC. And uh, they're 2-0 so far. So, what do you guys think? He's going to keep this up? Sway's hating on the Thunder. I'm not hating on the yeah, Thunder. I, I told you that this is Russell Westbrook's revenge tour. No, he's going to go insane. Yeah. He's going to go off. The he's going to keep he, it up. The team's not going to keep it they up. They brought this up, at, obviously, after the game. And it didn't phase him. He was just like, I'm hungry. That's all he said. I'm hungry. And the team isn't. He's going to go nuts. He's not doing this on like the Brooklyn Nets. The team has role players there. That, they're I not think great they're role gonna, players. They're in the middle of a pack team right now they're the fifth seed in the west but oh to answer to answer the question from uh last week who who, who was the last mv um player to win mvp on a team that was like five seed or less yeah moses malone back in 82 on the sixers on the sixers is that the full 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 year the full 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 no no it wasn't they were the ver- they were the number one seed <laughs> george just wanted no, to say full full i just wanted to say full 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 yeah no no they were they were yeah they they not a shitty seed but not like one of the top seeds in the, in the conference to Man. win, and he won MVP. That's the last time. So, though. all right, it's it's possible. It's been done, but OKC has to stay like fifth, and that's not going to be so easy. Mm. Well, if he averages a triple double all year, he's going to get the MVP. Well, I don't know. If gonna, I don't know if he's going to average triple double all year. That's 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 hard, man. Just saying. Not even not even not even LeBron can do it. I I don't know. Okay. I think it's a possibility. You think it's a possibility? A triple double, bro. I think it's a possibility. Man, it hasn't been done. I know. Only one so person, long. only and only one person's ever done it. Man, that's. that's I'm, bold. I'm not saying he's going balls. to do it. Yes, I got my gorilla ball dance going on right now as I'm saying this. Russell Westbrook, Sean, I'm offended, Sean. Double. I'm offended, Sean. Find Cut me. it out. Find me. Cut it out. All I will. Right. I will talk to whoever I need to talk to to get that fine All on right. you. All right, I'll give you twenty bucks. <laughs> In case you missed it, Anthony Davis, forty-five points, seventeen rebounds, and a loss Ridiculous. to the Golden State Warriors. Just 80 the, points at the first night, too. Oh, yeah, he's the first player since Michael, Michael Jordan, Jordan to score over 90 points in the first two games of the season. Jeez. Yep. Back in, what, 1990, 91? So Talk about the best player the, to have in When are the trade right? rumors going to start with Anthony Davis, like, picking up steam? When is that going to happen? I don't know, man. This that's year? tough. Never. Is that that's this tough. year? It's never going to happen. That's man. tough. I mean, if they if they legitimately miss the – if they if, – if You got to sign him. You got to sign him as a free agent because they're not – what's – what package deal would even start to convince them to to make? Like, well, there's no. Listen, you guys forget that. And I'm not just saying Southern. I'm saying any team. Any what team, what team? I'm just saying. Could what, what, what can you put together that that New Orleans says? Okay, right. Well, I'm we'll just, give away our franchise. Player I'm just saying that. if he's going to walk away for nothing, which he will leave New Orleans. Let's be honest. Then I mean, they should. Yeah. Then they, then he, then they should get at but least something about, for him. The thing about that is the, that conversation is not going to happen for what two, three years now. Mm-hmm. He's still on that. He got the he's contract, I think, contract. two years ago. No, I think he's only got like two years left on his contract. But well, yeah, in two we'll years. have to look into that. We'll talk about that next episode. In but, two years or a year, I guess. Right, but I, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that that trade talk is going to pick up pretty soon because h- how they're wasting his talent right now is ridiculous. Why you think you can build a team around Anthony Davis and then just throw Tyreek Evans, Drew Holiday, and, say, but it's the same. and Alex Ajinxa on the floor and be like, all right, Omar Ashik. No, Frazier, man. <laughs> Tim Frazier. They all suck. Yo, your boy Etuan Moore is on that squad now. <laughs> Etuan just if Etuan Yo, Moore is your starting shooting guard, that's not a good look, man. Yeah, Sorry. not a good look, no. especially when you got a top five player in the NBA. 
ridiculous. And <laughs> it's, the same, it's the same thing about Col- with, uh, I'm about to say Kobe, um, Demarcus Cousins. Yes, but I what, know. But what deal can someone, you know, offer up that, because, that, that the Kings well, say? Well, at least the Kings okay. have like Rudy Gay, and they had Rondo last year. But, but that's yeah, I see not, what you're saying. That's someone that's, go, that's going. They've made away. attempts to build around, but like they just suck. Like they, yeah. I, the bo- Boogie. Cause I, yeah, I, I mean, you brought it up. I didn't. You can't even get mad at me now. Oh, there he is. Uh, well, he's been brought up already. Yeah, you're first, right. First show of the regular season. My bad. No, uh, <laughs> I think I think I think that was your plan, wasn't it? Since yeah, I talking about. Yeah. Players that are wasting away and their teams, and then I, someone was going to bring them up. Huh? What were you about to say? So you said, "I love, you love how I did something." What? Oh, oh no, I was, was going to say I love how you uh, you say Etan Moore is my boy just because I, I met him once. Like, yeah, man, you guys they, like you, like we're buddies. Etan he, he, he follows you on Twitter, right? You, he's not on no Phil Pressy level though, man. Not on the Phil Pressy right. level. Like when you say that's but, your boy, yeah, he, you better be talking about Phil Pressy. But like but Etan Moore follows you though, <laughs> huh? You guys, are, you guys oh are yeah, he buddies. does follow me. Yeah, that's true. But no, but you, yeah, I guess. How many, you, how many you, times you, have you slid you into the Etan phrase, Moore's boy? DM? How many times have you met Philip Pressy? Come on. No, but when you Philip Pressy. <laughs> when you use the phrase your boy, you're you know, you're putting the you getting you letting people think that like, oh, I, I love him as a player. Like I love I really like Philip Pressy as okay, a player. Okay, but I'm talking about Etan Moore, the person. Okay, yeah. That's you my had, boy. You yeah. had, you know Etan Moore. You shared a conversation, person. a multiple conversation, in multiple one, conversations. the first time you met him. In, in, a, in a few innings. Yeah, I'm there sick and tired. He had never been to Fenway before. That's I'm the first sick time and tired him. of everybody just viewing Etan Moore as a basketball player. <laughs> Look a, at him as a person. He's a great guy. He's a human being. <laughs> in case you missed it. Actually, we have an in case you missed it update. Last week, we talked about... <laughs> Don't get ahead of me, shot. I'm trying not to. This is the best story ever. Though. We talked about um, rapper Future getting involved with Scottie Pippen's wife, and Future has come out and explained why he did what he did, because he claims as a kid, Scottie Pippen. <laughs> Scottie Pippen. <laughs> this is the most ridiculous story. Scottie ever. Pippen shunned him when he asked for an autograph, so he took this opportunity <laughs> to get back <laughs> at his childhood idol. By I'm, banging his wife. I'm going to ruin your marriage. <laughs> <laughs> he was waiting. He was waiting. He was like, it's coming. I will get you, Scotty Pippen. And he took the opportunity. It's great. To mess with Mr. Pippen's wife. I mean, some people. Savage. Some people yes, just can't let that definitely. stuff go. Like, you got to you gotta, you gotta think. I don't, I, would, I, don't, I don't use that word often, but he's a savage. Oh. I would, I, what do you mean, some people? You, you wouldn't be on the same page? What? What if if Scotty Pippen did give me autograph? No, no, I would no, never no, no, grow no. up and be like, not I Scottie wanna... Pippen. Let's say I'm gonna let's, screw him. Let's somewhere. say you're a young. Yeah. Let's say you're a young strong Ducha, and uh, and Paul Pierce is like, no, I'm not gonna give you an autograph. And you grow up to be this big rap star, and you meet Paul Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> you meet Paul Pierce's wife, who's a big fan of yours. And <laughs> no, I would and, tell Paul Pierce, I'd say, hey, you an asshole when I try to get an autograph from you, and I wouldn't. I would never yeah, take it to the fact that he's pro- uh, he probably Paul Pierce this- also, uh, you know. He what? probably despises Scottie Pippen because of that. Because sure he, he, he must have been a diehard growing up. I'm sure so he does. He had this opportunity. Clearly, are you guys justifying clearly. the fact that No, he, no. I just think it's you hilarious. You guys are trying to justify I just think this? It's, I just think it's hilarious. I didn't think... I'm not saying that like, oh, yes. Sway's trying to tell me that That's I would okay. do the same thing. Are you kidding me? The, I'm not justifying it. I just think I, I, think I don't think, do the same I don't thing. think Sean is a, a grudge holder, if that makes sense. Well, it's not about... It's not about holding a grudge. It's about oh no, future definitely is holding a grudge. Um, it is about holding a grudge. That's the exact thing that he did. 
He didn't okay. get the autograph. All right. All right. It is about holding a grudge. You think it was but funny? But it's convenient. I don't think he went out of his way to go bang Scottie Pippen's wife. You know no, what? I think he saw an opportunity. Yeah, it was an opportunity. Yeah, it was exactly. an opportunity, and he was like. I could just see this conversation playing. I was like, hey, Scotty, can I give an autograph? And Scotty's like, listen, kid, I don't got time for you. <laughs> just walks away, and then Future's like. <sighs> he ignored him. He didn't even like say yes or no. He just ignored him. marriage one day. Right there. He just made it. No, that, I, that's no, his I, life goal. No, no. I think he, he at that moment, he was like, I vow to ruin this man's life at some point. <laughs> at some point. I will destroy Scottie Pippen. At some Pippen. point. I don't think he's even attracted to Scottie Pippen's wife, but he just saw the opportunity. Jump man, jump man. Yeah, I don't think he's <laughs> serious think jump he man either. going on in there. <laughs> I don't think he's attracted to her. He's just doing it out of spite. That's what I think, too. <laughs> uh, well, in case you missed it, we brought up earlier, Celtics off for a few days. Good. They playing against it. They need it, but it, there's not going to be, you know, there's not going to be a lot of off days like this. Especially this month. Yeah. They're back at the Garden on Wednesday night playing against Chicago Bulls. Game's going to be on ESPN. Any of you guys going? Another ESPN game, huh? Yes, I will be there. I'll be in the building. Cool. So, yeah, sure, I'll be there. You'll be there too, Sean? Maybe. Maybe? No, probably not. Well, well that's it for In Case You Missed It. This In Case You Missed It segment is actually brought to you by CLNS Radio. Listen to the best in Boston sports coverage, including the Causeway Street Podcast. Download the CLNS Radio app on your Android or iPhone. Yes, absolutely. Make sure to also follow us on Twitter, yep. Instagram, and Snapchat. Yep. There we go. All at Causeway Street, and like us on Facebook, Causeway Street Blog. And check out our homepage, CausewayStreetBlog.com. Well done. Way to go, guys. I think it. this was a good show. Hey, well, are we going to see, uh, are we gonna see RJ Hunter Wednesday night? I hope we do. Probably not. No? No. Nah, you know why? Just throwing it out there. Because, uh, because Michael because- Carter-Williams. Because he, 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 he had a good game. Well, he's going to play regardless. But no, he will, he will, but, he, but he's going to, yeah. That's tough. That's a I tough. mean, this team is not a three-point shooting team. I mean, they, well, there's a reason why they got R.J. Hunter. And you're not going to see Wade drop another three or, what was it, four from, from Well, because the they were shooting so well that night. Well, maybe. Maybe if they're not, if they're, if they're not shooting well from the three, then maybe he, he makes an appearance. It's going to be a really good game. I hope. I can't wait. I hope. We'll see. All right, until next week, guys. We up out of here. Later.